first thing I want to get into, Dr. Sandy, is that Friday night <laughs> when I called you, you had no idea I was in L.A. You didn't have any idea that my mom was even having any issues. I remember you were at a party or something. And I text or called, and you said something to the effect of, hey, how's it going? Can't it wait? And I said some version of the text of, like, uh, not no, but hell no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I remember. And you were kind enough to step out. Yes, yes. And uh, I talked to you. And I cannot tell you how comforting it was to have you. It is better to be able to call a lifelong friend than to Google it. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, I had not totally forgotten about it because when I heard it on your first few podcasts, I said, wow, there's nothing wrong with her memory. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember vividly standing in the in the garage. It was a it was a birthday party for one of my husband's uh, friend's daughters. I was there as an accessory, okay. so to speak. I remember you know, saying I'm at a party and usually folks will say, OK, well, just call me back. It's not an emergency. I did not get that from you. So I knew I needed to step outside and try to you know, get a handle on what was going on. Parenting Up, Caregiving Adventures with Comedian Jay Smiles is the intense journey of unexpectedly being fully responsible for the well-being of my mama. For almost a decade, I've been chipping away at the unknown, advocating for her, and pushing Alzheimer's awareness on anyone and anything with a heartbeat. Spoiler alert, I started comedy because this stuff is so heavy. Be ready for the jokes. Caregiver newbies, OGs, village members trying to just prop up a caregiver, you are in the right place. Hi, this is Zeddy. I hope you enjoy my daughter's podcast. Is that okay? Today's episode, Dr. Sandy, the neurosurgeon caregiver, part one. Hey, Parenting Up family, the Dr. Sandy episode was delayed by several days. Why? Because Zeddy, my mama, the reason why I'm a caregiver, was hospitalized. Y'all, she tested positive for COVID. Threw me for a loop. Whew. I'm back. Let's go. Man, I cannot believe this. Like, how in the world does it happen that one of your closest childhood friends ends up just happening to have all the talent that you need in the middle of a crisis? I'm talking about the one and only, as I like to call her, Dr. Sandy. Hey, Dr. Sandy. Hey, Jay. Oh, my God. You're here yes. on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. I'm I'm excited to to be a part of this. I am excited too. My affinity for you is obvious through the first several episodes. Yep, over the top that everybody gets to hear directly from you. Okay, back to that Friday night. Yeah, I was in a full panic. Mm -hmm. I was so unaware that what mom was going through was neurological that I hadn't even called you. Like, I have your cell phone. I could have said, you know, technically weeks or months in advance, I could have said, hey, Dr. Sandy, I think something's wrong. But just to let everyone know just how much I was unaware of what her symptoms suggested, I hadn't even called you. But here I am at Cedar Sinai. They suggest brain surgery. And after I pick my face up off the floor, <laughs> <laughs> then I call you exactly i i was surprised because the last time i think i saw you was was at your father's 
uh, services. Yeah. I, you know, everyone looked understandably devastated, but I said, well, how did you get to L.A.? What 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 happened? I remember that. So hearing your first few podcasts, I totally get it now. I totally get what happened and, and how you ended up where you were and, and, and how you were on that ledge and needed to be talked back. Here we are, what, nine, ten years later. Yes. But yes, I totally remember that interaction. That was one of those times where, thank God, we have cell phones. Yes. And that signals work in garages. Okay. Yes. That's what. <laughs> Because, yes. because I can remember one, one part of the conversation where because we've been, you know, friends for so long, we can talk and we can joke, even though we, it was a very serious conversation at hand. And you say something to the effect. And I paraphrase, girl, you got to go way out to L.A. to have an MRI done. And I was like, child, I didn't know what they were going to do. I just had to get a bunch of tests done. And these were the first people that were willing to do a whole set of tests. Sure. And you sure. said, well, I could have run those tests right. In Atlanta, I said, "Child, I didn't even know what what I needed run just to show you how clueless I was." And I'm a fairly informed individual, so to let people understand, that's a part of my reason for this podcast. That Alzheimer's is such an a mysterious disease that we often don't know what the symptoms look like. To know that you need to call a neurosurgeon or a neurologist. I remember you said, well, they are certainly moving to surgery fast. And then you asked me, why are they saying surgery so fast? And I said, well, they said they are comparing the MRI from five years ago to this one. And you said, huh, your version. <laughs> like, I don't know if you realize you do that. But when you're thinking, you do that. Oh, I do. When something has clicked with you, you go, huh. And I was just about to <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I know of Keith Black. He's well-respected in our community for sure. But I still needed a reason. We just needed a reason why. Because we were family, you know, and yes. so... Definitely. But you, you gave me a good reason. You had it together enough to convey that to me. And so I said, well, yes, go ahead and, and have it done. That sounds was, reasonable. Right. Because I could compare one MRI to another. To another, Yes. And the symptoms, the, the progression of symptoms. Right. Because I was like, could you fly out here? Do, <laughs> okay, do you think I could get mama home for you? Because when you told me, well, you know, I could do that surgery. I was like, well, I, but then when I described the symptoms to you, you said, Jay, she doesn't need to fly. You need to get that done there. And that was just because I didn't have anybody else to call Dr. Sandy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of the, the series of events that had happened in my personal life. Yes. I didn't have anyone else to call. First of all, it's a Friday night. right? And just as luck would have it, thank goodness this was what my mama got. Like, okay, not that I wanted her to have a brain problem, but I'm going to just say, like, if she had had a problem of the elbow that could kill you. I don't have no specials of the elbow. I don't know one. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? When I was thinking about it, I was like, well, Lord, thank you for letting her have something where I got a friend that's a specialist in that thing. Yes, won't he do it? <laughs> yes. Won't he will? Yes. Won't he will? You were calm and you were very reasonable and rationed through the questions you gave me. And then you said, Jay, you got to let him do it. One of the things that, you know, you did was you closed ranks. And that's what we all do as humans when someone... We love someone who we know is very prideful. Uh, we close ranks. And so sometimes that blocks all reason. I'm guilty of that as well. As you know, my mother has advanced Alzheimer's as well. I've closed ranks on her. I lose it from time to time. You know, I have a medical background, but I tell myself I was her daughter way before I was a doctor. Okay, pause. All right, on the podcast, when you hit something that good, you're going to have to have a chill. 
you were definitely her daughter yes. way before you were adopted. I know that. We, and we're, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but when my mother and Take I- Take your time, honey. Get into the, uh, what I like to call our interactions, <laughs> um, sometimes Sandy, the daughter, has to walk out the room a few minutes, and Dr. Sandy has to come back. And thankfully, with this disease, she's forgotten about it. She has totally forgotten. She's in a whole nother space. I remember, but yet I have calmed down and allowed myself to be the reasonable person in the room. The doctor is the reasonable person. The doctor is the reasonable person. The daughter is not reasonable at all. Right. We, we you know, we're, we're not reasonable. Uh, we fought when we were normal mother and daughter. And, uh, you know, we continue to fight to this day. <laughs> Just depends on what the, what the situation is. Absolutely. And I would also like everyone who's listening to know that as human beings go, I think most of us who've known you for a while would put even your non-doctor person in a fairly reasonable category. You're not known to be the loose cannon. You've never been the loose cannon in the group. I'm not saying you can't get pushed to the edge. Right. And I do believe that Dr. Sandy is more reasonable than non-Dr. Sandy. Yes. But I just want everybody to know that you ain't never Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> no, I try not to be. So I can only imagine what that takes you through with your mom. Yes, it, it's emotional. You gave me a nice segue into that, so I want to go ahead and talk about that. You are a mother. Yes. How old are your kids? My son is 14, and my daughter is 11. And your mom has advanced Alzheimer's. And when you say advanced, like what stage is that medically, or what are her symptoms? A lot of people will call me with neurology specialty questions. So I'm speaking more as her daughter and someone who has a neuroscience background right. rather than uh, an expert neurologist in the field. Great. So that's what we like here. For, <laughs> it's the soft touch podcast. Exactly. So for me, advanced Alzheimer's, I, I use it in a span of time. You okay. Know, uh, how long does it take her to forget something? Gotcha. And for her, it's... Like two minutes. Okay. Something that happened two minutes ago, unless it's a really, really emotional situation where she is fallen and she's upset and just very anxious. Somewhere around two minutes, uh, she forgets whatever happened prior to. She will not get up and go to the bathroom automatically anymore. Okay. But if taken to the bathroom, it's almost like potty training. Sit okay. on toilet, you know, body knows what to do. Uh, she is still able to feed herself. Uh, I help her get dressed. Question. Does she know if she soiled herself? No. Yep. No. That, my mom either now. No. My mother no longer has the urge, and she doesn't know when it's happened to say, hey, I need to get cleaned Cleaned up. up. Yeah. 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 Okay. So luckily, she'll hold it. Like, we just have her on a regular schedule. Four hours, we're going to the bathroom. Two okay. hours, we're going to the bathroom. Sometimes she'll get up and realize that she's gone, and I walk in the room, and she's taking her clothes off, and you know, in an, in an attempt to rectify the situation. Okay. But it's not so advanced to where uh, she doesn't know how to swallow. She okay. doesn't know how to, you know, do, her body has not forgotten what to do in okay. certain situations. So that's my definition of advanced Alzheimer's. She okay. definitely couldn't take care of herself. Gotcha. Does she know you? <laughs> so, um, no. Okay. You know, once upon a time, she did. Okay. But there, about every other week when I come home from work, I walk in the kitchen, I'm talking to somebody. She'll say, Sandy. And oh, my heart just jumps to three <sighs> times its size. You know, you had asked me what is rewarding in this. And, right. and those brief moments of her knowing who I am, uh, it just warms my heart. It, I want to take a moment to underscore that for anyone who is new to caregiving or for anyone who is 
supporting a caregiver. Because this podcast, while we're talking about everything dementia-related, Alzheimer's primarily, and about caregivers, it's also for those who are supporting caregivers. Because yes. without those people supporting us, we can't make it either. But I just want to underscore the fact that as trained as you are, it breaks your heart when your mom doesn't know who you are. So I just need people to understand there's a, an emotional and psychological component yes. that is attached yes. to being the caregiver for your loved one that defies logic and reason. And we cannot help it. It does get easy. That's the hardest part. When you're first dealing with this condition, the hardest part is accepting and just understanding what's going on. You reasoning it out. Because it is very emotional. You see this person that was so prideful, just did amazing things in life. Slowly lose that. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it sucks. It, Your it, mom it sucks. was tough. She was. And she was real witty and sarcastic. It was yeah. hilarious, yeah. I thought. She was. My mother was, was blind from birth. So things happened in my house that wouldn't happen in the regular household in Montgomery. Right. So, That's right. And we tended to forget that she was blind, not deaf. So she, she heard. could get away with everything. Everything. In our small house, she heard everything. So when, you know, when y'all would leave, uh, I said, well, mama, don't, don't tell. She said, well, if, if someone's mom called me, I won't volunteer any information. That's right. But I said, okay, well, all right, well, that's all I can ask. That's, said, that's really all she can ask. So, so if your mother was asked, well, did Janae do something? She was going to tell it. She did. But and what, um, and what, what you going to do? Yeah, she, but she wasn't going to volunteer any information. And that is all you can ask. That's all I can ask. And hate. then your, my maternal grandmother, my mom's mom, Zeddy, the person who has Alzheimer's, my maternal grandmother taught your mom. Yes. Physical education and dance yes. at Alabama State oh, University. Man, that had to be something to see. What? <laughs> if they had had cell phones. Oh, my goodness. I would have loved to see it. Yeah. She she would still do her um, water aerobics and all that stuff. When she was still in Montgomery and I was in college, she would go regularly to her water aerobics. So I guess that's not too hard to believe. No. Yeah. No. I mean, because I, I know this. I know my grandmother uh, she was never known to just give out grades. Mm. So so your, your mama did something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That she, she did. I mean, she did it. Something to be remembered. So, <laughs> how about that? And she, I remember, too, she was telling us about how she knew Clarence Carter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they oh. were good friends. And oh, so, yeah. listen, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Yes. Listen, so I'm going to just tell you that. <laughs> Between Clarence Carter and Gloria's... Um, uh, physical education classes. They, I tell you what, it was exciting. It. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can yeah. only imagine. Clarence Carter. That's yes. right. They were really good friends. Yes. And so anyone who doesn't know who that is, please Google that man. He is a legend. Mm -hmm. Stroking. A musical. <laughs> I be stroking. That's what I be doing. Patches. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, that's good times had in, in Montgomery. And, and he spread that love around the entire world. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing the part around how it does get it does get easier. But just to acknowledge that just because your mind knows something, it doesn't mean your heart follows along. Exactly. Right. When you're noticing that your loved one is suffering from this disease and you see them losing their mental capacity in front of you. And it's yes. just it's just tough to watch. It's tough to witness. And you are squarely a flag holding ambassador of what is titled the sandwich generation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I know anybody more sandwichy. You the bologna in the middle I with the am. two white bread. Yes. You got the two kids. Lettuce, tomato. Let's <laughs> All that. And the mom. Yes. And your mom has Alzheimer's. Now, for anyone listening, the sandwich generation is the term that marketing has decided is mostly it is our generation, mm -hmm. Generation X, where we are caring for children, 
and a parent or some elderly person, maybe a grandparent. Yes. Talk about that. So the reason we find ourselves in this place is that people are living longer. You know, it's yes. nothing to have a 95-year-old come through the emergency room because he fell. Well, of course really? he's going to fall. <laughs> you know, what, well, what was he doing? I mean, but that's just, you know, in the back of our minds <laughs> as in the caregiving, you know. But taking care of my mother, I can see her balance problems and things. And so I, I get it now. But people are living longer. And so their Social Security is running out. Their whatever's running out. So there's not an option of these expensive caregiving places, livings and full living places. So we all find ourselves in this in this situation more and more. It's tough to be here, but you can't be too proud to ask for help. So I have someone who comes in during the day when I'm at work and the kids are at school and then I have another lady come in at night to make sure, you know, dinner's warmed up and on the table and, and to at least get my mom up taken care of. I've had to ask for help, which is something that, you know, you, you described in your first few podcasts, something that we're not used to doing. Correct. So, but I have great help and I have help that's been with me for many, many years. Trying to be present for everyone involved gets tough. Um, being present for your kids, being present for your husband, being present for your mother. It's and tough. then at work. At, oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I do work. <laughs> and, I mean, and you're a surgeon. Yes. Fully present you at work. You cut on people's head. On call, yes. It's definitely a, a plate-spinning situation. I have, you know, just through faith and thankfully a steady mind, uh, I've been able to manage. My husband is supportive because his grandmother lived with them for a period of time. Okay. So hopefully that's something I'm teaching my son to be, to be tolerant of, of that. And, and my daughter. You know, But I told Naomi I do not want to put this on you. So I'm working to get my long-term insurance care needs together. So I, I got can, you. I got you. I told her, just come get me for the holidays. Okay. And, uh, you know, just check on me twice a week and make a lot of noise so the people don't treat me bad. <laughs> that's right. But um, that's right. So that's where I am. It's just a day-by-day -day situation. I don't even think about it. Okay. You've gotten to the point where you don't think about it. When you first got into the sandwich, when you were a new sandwich, mm -hmm. have you never thought about it? Or was it when you were a new sandwich, did it did you grapple with it or did you kind of jump right into, hey, I just got to get some help and keep pushing? I didn't have the suddenness of everything. Like okay. You. So mine was definitely a gradual onset. Gotcha. And it started with, I always think about, we were in Miami for a family reunion. You know, we rented a car. It was about six African-Americans in the car in July in Miami. Whew. And the vent happened to be over her head. Okay. And she was cold and she wanted air off. She didn't want no air blowing on nothing. And so the first sign of her kind of being not really reasonable was that, um, Mama, we can't turn this air conditioner off. We, we can turn it down. We, we can shut the vent. I can give you my jacket, but we, but we can't. And right. we argued from July. North Miami Beach all the way to South Beach to where we were staying, like this very same thing. But I didn't know then because she still had compensation measures. Actually, she came to stay with us for good when William was born. Okay. I just went from caring one for one baby. When he got independent, she became slowly more and more dependent. I got you. So it was a gradual onset, but I knew I needed help. It, something just tells you that she needs company. I needed someone. I, actually, I wanted someone to take her to exercise and, and to take her to be to the senior center. So that was the original reason I hired someone for her. Company. To keep her company, keep her active, take her, to her hair done, her nails done, things like that. And so it just slowly evolved for all of us into this situation. That is more palatable. It is. To your psyche. It's just companionship. Mm -hmm. Girlfriend. We're just going to hang out. 
Who doesn't want a girlfriend? Hell, I, I mean, you my girlfriend. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so, right, I can understand that. And a little bit earlier, you talked about even accepting what is happening, right, and how hard that can be. I talk mm -hmm. extensively about denial, how hard that was for me. One is the way I'm wired, mm -hmm. and then two, how abrupt it was with my mom's downfall into uh, dementia but I was likely a bit delusional with my denial that was in episode seven when I talk about denial but it was just such a strong thing to even get a grapple on this is real yes this and is it's happening. time it's happening <laughs> and it's not about to unhappen no time soon no time there's no soon. unhappen mm -mm. Nope. I mean the only unhappen literally is when one of us isn't here like yeah. the, the unhappen the only time Jay smiles is going to not be a caregiver is either Jay smiles is with Jesus mm -hmm. or Zeddy is. It took a minute yes. for my brain and my heart mm -hmm. to come to that connection. It seems that your planning and your generation effect mm -hmm. scooted you into uh, we're just going to keep caring for people. Potentially, was that helpful and maybe you didn't future a lot? It was helpful. I mean, like I said, right now we're we're essentially potty training, you know. So I had a handle on. Okay, we're just gonna sit here until you go, so we don't have to worry about it later on tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the tantrums. I have had it somewhat easier than most by just thinking of it like that. Okay. Um, this is my new child. When people ask me how the kids, all three of them good. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them are good. Like you said, the only time I'm not a caregiver is when we get away on vacation. Right. Or I get a chance to get out of town. Even that requires a lot of planning. Right. And, <sighs> and you're so still yeah. on call. I'm still. I, no, when I'm, that's the other reason why I leave town. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can call me, but I can't do nothing for you. You can't you know, get there. You can call my partner. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'll hold on till Monday. <laughs> but it's a different life. But I think those of us who have children or even have pets right. understand how to take care of another person or individual. Something that's alive. Something that's alive. With a heartbeat and blood. Yes. Yes. It's that long goodbye because she was my advisor. She was yeah. my friend. Yep. You know, and so I don't have any of that anymore. I have a shell. You know, I find myself just when I put her in the bed at night, I say, you know what, we're going to be all right. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got, you know, we had a good day today. That's fantastic. It, it makes you a better person to me. Tell me more about that. It, what, yeah. what, when you say that, what do you mean? I know for a fact that I am more patient okay. than I would have ever, ever been. I'm more tolerant. Anytime we have our clashes, it doesn't take me as long to calm down and okay. get back to normal. Thinking of things from another person's perspective. We need to do that as humans anyway. We need to back up and somebody comes at you wrong. Try to figure out where they're coming from. You know? Right. And, and she's coming from a place that, who knows? Somebody's always trying to kill her. Always. Really? Yes. Okay. The paranoia. Okay. So I said, I'm ain't nobody in here. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, listen, you don't see him. You don't see him, but he that man over there. Listen, you don't see him. You have never been able to see what, what she's seen. What she sees or what she hears. <laughs> so I can't hear what she hears because she, she's got she, her hearing is still there all the way. So yeah, you never could. That's could why we be, could get in trouble. Talking about the man next door. Right. Talking. Right. So, in his house, in through his your house. walls. Yes. Yeah, so right. Which I, I would like to remind everyone listening that your mother was born blind. So... I just for just for a moment of levity and artistic expression for Jay Smiles, the fact that she's telling you you don't see him is hilarious. Yes, because he in there. You can't never see what she sees. The snuggle up. I want to introduce you to a concept I call moogling. It's using your own mind 
to Google. Google your own brain. That's how I came up with calling Dr. Sandy. You will be surprised how many people you know that are one or two contacts away from the information you need. Moogle people, Google, Google, Google. Another snuggle up. A lot of caregiving is about mentally tricking yourself. Think about following Dr. Sandy's lead. Consider your loved one as you would a young child. That way you may not get as frustrated or as impatient with them. They're your new kid. You're parenting up. Another snuggle up, Alzheimer's cannot unhappen. There's no cure. We gotta raise awareness and funds. Research is how we get to a cure. I'm working with the Alzheimer's Association to help get money. You wanna donate even $5. There will be a link in the show notes. Also, you can go to my website, www.jsmilescomedy.com. Single letter J, smilescomedy.com. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for continuous caregiving tips, tricks, trends, and truth. Pretty, pretty, please, with sugar on top. Share and review it, too. I'm a comedian. Alzheimer's is heavy, but we ain't got to be.